Welcome everybody to the NBA show with Loro and uh, and uh, and Chad Parker, my newest yeah, newest member of the Loro Antonio Sports Talk podcast team. I'm your host, Loro Antonio. So now we're on the NBA shows, and we'll talk about the NFL, and then we're going to talk about baseball next. So uh, let's talk about yesterday's Lakers game against the uh, against the Charlotte Hornets. So really, when I saw that highlight. When I when I saw the floor, I was like, "Why didn't the Lakers even play like this in like January or February?" Um, yeah, that was that's interesting, man. I just think, you know, you have to understand that it's no pressure on them anymore to win games, and so right now they're catching teams that are equally in the same position as them as far as pressure. Um, you know, they don't really have anything to play for. So it's up to you on a night in and night out basis and whether or not you want to go out there and give your maximum effort, knowing that you're not going to the playoffs. So I think that, um, I think last night was one of those nights where they caught a team off guard, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. So they were able to go, you know, and plus they, you know, they came out with a lot of energy. And they finished the game with energy. So, you know, the Lakers caught them off guard and they beat them. They, obviously, the Lakers are a better overall team than them. But considering the way they've been playing this season, you, you, you know, you shouldn't expect them to go in and win that game like that considering how they've been playing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So now, uh, with that being said here, Rock, I think the, the biggest question of the, uh, of the Lakers is uh, – is that um, my question for you? Is do you think Luke Walton's going to be fired at the end of the two at the end of the season, or no? It's fifty-fifty. Um, that is interesting that people keep asking it. I don't think he's going to be fired. I really don't think it was. I don't think it was his fault this season. Um, I don't. What I will say about Luke is the thing that I don't like um, at times is his rotations. Um, I think sometimes he's inconsistent with his rotations. I think he explores too much. But um, to get back to my point. I think that Luke, I don't think he's going to be fired. I don't think it was his fault. He didn't ask for any other guys, the veterans. I think more so the veterans than anybody is where the Lakers kind of made a little bit of a mistake. Um, they didn't get enough shooters. I'll say that. Some of the guys were fine. Some of the guys we probably could have did without. But overall, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what the management did. Um, and I just think it was a lot of times that the players didn't give their maximum effort. I don't think that was all on Luke. I think that was more so on the players and – I, I don't know if LeBron was actually ready to play. I, I don't know if he was had the right mindset coming into this season. Um, and so I think next year uh, he'll be better because I think he got a wake-up call. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to get fired as well. You know, John told me he thinks uh, Luke Walton's getting fired, and, and I disagree with that. And Vince, I don't know if you know, he kind of said the same thing as well. So shout out to Vince, and uh, I want to thank Vince for recommending uh, recommending me to Chad Parker today, as he's already guy who's my newest member of the podcast team. Oh yeah, man! Uh, thanks to Vince, man. This uh, he got he kind of got well. He was one of the first people I podcast with when I started. So um, you know we've been uh, kind of hanging tough uh, here and there, with podcasting and stuff. So yeah, shout out to Vince. Yeah, and uh, and also, uh, I don't think Luke, like we said, I don't think Luke Walton's gonna get fired here. So, uh, tell me, where do you think the Lakers are gonna land in the uh, NBA draft when it comes to the draft lottery? I think they're gonna be either the 12th pick or the 11th pick in the draft. 
Oh man, realistically, I would say anywhere from mm, probably anywhere from like they could possibly get from eight to twelve. Um, but what I'm hoping is that they can get all the way up to like maybe three, maybe even one is one is pushing it. <laughs> but you know, if they can get up to like three, four, five, that'll be great. But realistically, anywhere from nine, anywhere from eight to twelve. Yeah. Yeah, around 12 to 8 or something. So I get what you're saying there. So uh, let's talk about uh, NBA Saturday. So uh, let's run down the games today for uh, NBA Saturday. Um, And I also think that those games that I picked should be interesting games to watch today. So uh, I think the Cavs will upset the Clippers. I think the Nets will beat the Celtics. The Rockets will beat the Kings. The Blazers beat the Pistons. The Pacers beat the Magic. The Miami Heat beat the New York Knicks. The Toronto Raptors beat the Chicago Bulls. The Philadelphia 76ers beat the T-Wolves. And then the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that, especially the uh, Clippers. I think they don't have anything to play for right now. They've already clinched that playoff spot. So I think – since the Clippers have already clinched their playoff spot, you know, you may see them drop a couple of games um, because, you know, they, they're basically in playoff mode as far as their mindset, um, not as far as their play, but as far as their mindset, as far as thinking like, hey, we're in the playoffs, you know, we we can lose the rest of our games and still be in the playoffs, so. Yeah, you, have a, you actually have a good point there that now I think the last game of the regular season, I think they're, they're probably going to rest some of their starters, you know. Definitely. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of teams doing that going down the stretch. Um, Because, I mean, what, we have like 10, maybe less than 10 games at this point. Um, I'm not for sure. I don't remember exactly. But, yeah, we're getting towards the point where we have maybe close to 10 games left. So, it's going to be a lot of teams resting players. You already see it now. Um, Toronto's been resting Kawhi the whole season, basically. So, um you're going to see that uh, more and more going down the stretch. I expect to see a lot of the Warriors rest. I expect to see um, uh, Giannis rest, especially with the ankle um, injury that he has. So it'll be interesting to see down the stretch. A lot of games are not going to mean anything um, unless for um, – a lot of games are not going to mean anything down the stretch except for the teams that are barely hanging on to their playoff spot. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. So now that being said, uh, now that being said, uh, let's talk about. Let's also talk about the Sweet Sixteen recap. So Duke got lucky again, and I think it's going to be a great game in the Elite Eight when Duke plays the uh, Michigan State Spartans. Oh, definitely, it's going to be a physical game. Michigan State has always been physical, so um, Duke has to be physical. Hopefully, they'll get Cameron Reddish back. Um, they're, they're probably going to need everybody. I mean, they probably can beat Michigan State without Cameron Reddish. But you want to have your full arsenal when you're playing a tough team like Michigan State because they're going to come out there and they're going to try to rough you up. And so Duke needs to be ready. Um, the good thing is it'll be a, a great test for Zion, whether they win or lose. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I think I think I think Zion will be a will be a foregone conclusion that I think he'll be the number one pick in the draft. So uh, so now with that being said here, uh, with that being said here. Uh, Let's get to our question of the day. So, do you think Zion Williamson, Ja Morant, 
and uh, RJ Barrett go one, two, three in the 2019 NBA draft? Yeah, I don't really see anybody um, changing that unless somebody just has an outstanding combine. Um, which in the NBA, the combines are good, but they're not, you don't usually see a player leap that far in the combine in the NBA as they do in the NFL. So, um, you know, unless somebody just has a, a perfect combine, I think that you can safely say that it'll be um, Zion, Bear, I mean, Zion, Jermont, um, and then uh, it'll be RJ Barrett. And R.J. Barrett is, I think he's kind of underrated to a certain extent, but he's going to be a good NBA player. Yeah, absolutely. He is going to be a good NBA player as well. I think Zion will be a Nick. I think R.J. Barrett will be a Cav. And I think uh, John Morant will be a Phoenix Sun. Wow. Well, I'll tell you this. If, if, if the Cavs get the second pick, I think Morant will be a, a Cav. I don't think it's any way that they pass that guy up. You think? that the Cavs will get Morant because the thing is the Suns need a point guard and I think they need a compliment to Devin Booker. That's why I think Morant will be a, uh, a son. And I think Barrett would be a good backcourt combo with uh, Colin Sexton. That's that may be the case, but I just think if the Cavs get that pick, if they get the second pick and the Suns get the third, I don't see any way the Cavs pass up Morant. I think they take him. Because you got to ask yourself, if you're the Cavs, is is Morant better than Sexton? And I think that answer is most likely going to be yes. Um, and so if that's the case, okay, you can trade Sexton to the Suns or something and get another draft pick or something to that extent. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I, I don't think the Cavs will pass him up. But I could be wrong. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that. That's for sure. So now – so now that being said, uh, now that but now that being said here is uh, who do you think the Lakers should target in the two in the twelfth pick in the two thousand nineteen NBA draft? I I think I think the Lakers should just be open to options. I think the press they need is free throw shooting and wing players. Um, I think I think that it depends. Um, with the twelfth pick, I think you trade that. If if you're going if you can get a free agent or something or you know or you can get a guy that's currently on the contract that you didn't expect to get, um maybe you know possibly Anthony Davis that's a possibility I don't think that's going to happen now I think the Pelicans are being stubborn but um you you trade that pick if you are able to get a star but if not you just you know you just be open to who's that who's there i mean take the best player available basically i mean cuz the lakers really don't need um they really don't necessarily need a certain thing i think they can improve in certain areas like i mean like the guy from texas jackson hayes i think he would be good if he's down there um a good development guy i mean he can block pretty much anything he's 6-11 he runs the court like a gazelle so that would be great for a, a great replacement for somebody like Zubak. He's more athletic than Zubak. Only thing that I would say about Hayes is that his offensive game. But if you have, um, if let's say, for example, we get Kawhi and we already have, you know, LeBron and we have some other guys on the team that can score with Ingram and Kuzma, you don't necessarily need Jackson Hayes to provide that. So I think he would be a good pickup if he's still there at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So now that being said, uh, 
now with that being said here is uh, so I think the Lakers need shooting, but who are you saying again who you think the Lakers should target in the draft? Um, well, I was saying Jackson Hayes. He's a center. Um, they definitely need some shooting. But um, I think guys like Reggie Bullock, I, I like him. I think that should bring him back. That's not the only guy we we should we shouldn't just resign him and just say we have some more shooters. But I think that's that should be a start. Definitely, he can shoot. Um, and he'll get more open shots, especially if we get if we sign Kawhi. Um, so he'll get more open shots. So he'll be better next year. Um, and then guys like uh, we, we need to stay away from guys like Lance Stevenson. Good player, but we don't need that type of player on this team at this point. Um, so we need to stay away from duplicate type guys. And what I mean by that is in less, Lance Stevenson is an example of that, but guys that resemble the same players that we have, you know, you can't, you can't bring in duplicate veterans that do the same thing as Kuzma, Ingram and Lonzo. And that's what they did with Rondo and Lonzo. And I feel like it kind of, it didn't necessarily stunt Lonzo's growth because I truly believe if Lonzo wasn't hurt, he'd still be starting right now. But I think that it was just unnecessary because Lonzo's clearly better than Rondo. Rondo is a great veteran. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not good and he doesn't provide anything, but I think Lonzo is better long-term for the team. So if that's the case, you need to have him out there playing. Yeah, absolutely. So now that being said, uh, my question for you is, do you think Giannis is the new face of the NBA over LeBron James? Um, I think Kevin Durant is first. Then you, I think Giannis is probably like, he could probably be like, probably second or third. Cause you, you have to put um, Durant up there. Then don't forget about Kawhi. Um, Kawhi is definitely a good two-way player. You, you you also have guys like Paul George. I think Giannis is – the reason why I'm saying that about Giannis, I don't think that he won't get there. I just think he still has some things that he has improved on his offensive game as far as shooting. Um, and so I don't know if you want to put him up there as the best player. We'll see. If he comes – what he does in his playoffs is very important towards his, um, his ranking for going forward. So um, not to say that if he doesn't have a good playoffs that he can't get up there, but I, I just think as far as being ranked up there next year, I think that'll be important. This playoffs will be important. If he gets them to the finals, you have to give Giannis um you have to say, hey, he's the second best player in the NBA. Or he, you know, he's close to being the, you know, yeah, second best player in the NBA. Cause I think, you know, right now Durant is probably more efficient than LeBron. LeBron is still LeBron, but he's older. Let's just face it. He's 34. He's going to be 35. He'll be 35 when the season starts next year. So you know, he's getting older, so you have to admit that. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. So, uh, our early preview of what I think the playoffs will look like, I say the Warriors and Bucks will sweep their first-round opponents, but I think the East and West Finals will be exciting, along with the NBA Finals. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think the East will – it'll be competitive, obviously, but I still think the, the players at the bottom – I mean, the uh, teams at the bottom of the East. I think they'll they'll give um, they'll get swept most likely. A lot of them, like the Nets, I think they'll get swept in the first round. Um, so, I don't think the East is going to be as competitive as we think. I, you know, there's some good teams over there, but as far as the lower teams, I don't think they're going to be as competitive as we actually think. The West will definitely be competitive, besides Golden State and uh, maybe Houston. They'll probably sweep through. 
Yeah, absolutely. So my final NBA thought of the day is that I think the I don't think the Lakers will fire Luke Walton, but I think the Lakers are just playing for draft picks. Yeah, they're definitely doing that um, to a certain extent. I think I don't think that they're telling them to lose, but they're definitely if they lose, they're not going to be. Um, you know, mad about them losing. All right, so with that being said, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the NFL. <laughs> 